Really got to turn that click track off. That's fine. It like makes us figure out what we're doing. I guess, but it always throws me off because I hit the button and then I'm like, and then okay, then turn, like, then turn it off. Then turn it off. All right, I will. All, All right. right. Hi, this is Reed. I'm married to Abby and I know about physics. Hi, this is Abby. I'm married to Reed and I don't. Welcome to Family Antimatters, the science podcast from both ends of the spectrum. All right. Hey, hey, welcome to the first episode of Family Antimatters. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Reed. I'm Abby. You heard the intro. Yep. Still the same intro. <laughs> He's still a scientist. I'm still not a scientist. We're still married. And we're going to talk about some science. We're going to talk about some science. All right. So what do you want to talk about today? Um, gravity. I thought that sounded like a pretty good, you know, like first topic as well. Yeah. Basic enough, but also not so basic. Also, we all experience it. That's what I mean. And like it, it's everywhere. It's, it's forces are around us, pinning us <laughs> to this earth. <laughs> to the spinning ball of stuff. Yes. Okay. All right. So, Abby, st- sticking with uh, the format of this show, and by sticking with, I mean creating, tell me what you know about gravity. Things I know about gravity. <laughs> Let me refer to my notes that I prepared beforehand. How studious. Yes. Okay. Make things fall down. It's a force. Exclamation, exclamation. All right. So we covered the what is it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> gravity happens on Earth because of the Earth mass. Uh, the moon's gravity controls the tides. Question mark. <laughs> Newton helped discover it exclamation everything falls at the same rate i think (laughs) all right no that's that's good and then uh that that is all i know about gravity (laughs) all right so you said the most important thing it's Mm -hmm. a force it's a force so there are fundamental forces you know how many of those there are three close four seven close four (laughs) Five. Force. <laughs> oh, actually, that's a really good way to remember it. Force. Yeah. Force. There are two nuclear forces. There's strong and weak nuclear force, electromagnetic, and then gravity. And of the four, gravity is the weakest. Is it? It is. Okay. The reason we feel it so much more than anything else, like on our day-to-day life, is because it acts over the largest distance scales. So nuclear forces are the things that, you know, keep your body together, keep stuff together. So say I drop this tape onto the table. Mm-hmm. That was <laughs> <Flying>. really loud. <laughs> Obviously, gravity's pulling it down. Do you think the gravity is stronger than the nuclear forces holding the tape together? No, because the tape didn't fall apart. Exactly. We're holding the table together because the table didn't smash into a billion pieces. Because Ikea is great craftsmanship. <laughs> That's why. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So gravity acts as a 
as a product diminishing over distance. It actually uh, is the product of the two masses that are attracting one another gravitationally. We'll talk about that in a sec. Divided by their distance squared. So the further away you get, the weaker, weaker the force gets. Okay, is that why when we're walking around on Earth, we feel the Earth's gravity a lot, and then when people go to space, they don't feel it as much, or at all, because they're not on Earth, because <laughs> of distance from yeah. Earth? Yeah, actually, yes, very and much so. Okay, I get it. So gravity is a force that mass exerts on other mass. So the more mass something has, the more gravity it exerts. Anything with mass, you know, you, me, this tape that I smashed on the table, exerts gravity. Okay, but why aren't things flying towards me all the time if I have mass and gravity? Because compared to the Earth, your gravity is really, really, really small. Also, there are a ton of other people on Earth, so all of those people... Not only are they kind of counterbalancing each other out, but they're all just in the noise compared to the gravitational force of the Earth. Oh. So say it like Katamari. <laughs> okay. And you know how he has to like roll up everyone and make yeah, that's kind of a good example. Okay, so what ha- would happen if you had like a very large Katamari would that have its own gravity? Short answer, yes. Little bit longer answer. You mentioned the moon. Okay, yeah. Celestial <laughs> body. So think of like a big enough Katamari and somehow you kick it into space mm-hmm. and it gets caught in orbit. It's doing what the moon's doing. You said the moon affects the tides. Is that true? Yeah, is absolutely. It, is it the gravity of the moon or is it something else? Oh, it's the gravitational effect of the moon. Pulling the water slightly closer to it and then... Uh, so not magic. Unfortunately, no. Um, just FYI, we're probably going to talk a lot about magic <laughs> on this podcast. Because <laughs> you are the largest Harry Potter nerd and I just think magic is cool. And I also think that science is just... Proving magic incorrect. <laughs> oh, no, know, no, no, no. Science is putting magic with an explanation. Putting repeatability to things that are essentially magic. Once you like define it and are able to do it over and over again, it stops being magic and starts being, you know, GPS or your goddamn pocket computer. That's true. <laughs> or video games. Tell me that's not magic. Or VR. That's kind of magic. Uh. <laughs> not impressed. Abby, not impressed. I'm not impressed by VR. Just FYI. All right. So you can't have a conversation about gravity without talking about orbits. Like the soda? Ah, uh, like the, uh, with the Do you little remember that jelly shit? balls. Yeah. yeah, it was like literally just high fructose corn syrup, like clear high fructose corn syrup that was like watered down with like those weird uh-huh. plasticky jelly balls. Like, like gummy orbs. I literally had that for like a year. Gross. My mom bought it for me all the Gross. time. Gross. In my lunches. 
So imagine like. So no, no, I don't mean orbits. Imagine like slightly warm high fructose corn syrup for lunch for like a year in fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> the real orbit. I think you've just talked about it. No. Um, the reason that planets orbit the sun or the reason that things orbit stuff is because of gravity. So do you have any idea how uniform circular motion works? No. No. So. (laughs) Well, it sounds like it's motion in a circular way. Yeah. That is consistent. So if I'm driving a car on a track. Yeah. We're going to make this real quick. If I'm driving a car on a track, what direction does the force need to act on my car to keep it going in a circle? I don't know. So if we're going straight and I have a force that is pointed straight, my car's just going to keep going straight and so off, against off the, of car, the track. Like on the... If it's going the opposite direction, my car's going to slow down, but it's going to keep its direction you know, tangential to the track at that point. So if it doesn't turn, it's not going to stay on the track. The answer is it has to point towards the inside. Oh, okay. So it's a force keeping something moving in a circle, pointing towards the inside, pointing, pointing towards the point. Okay. That's what gravity is for orbiting planets. It's a force, you know, the attraction between you know, the sun and a planet or the earth and the moon the moon is being pulled towards the earth, but it's not being pulled towards the earth with motion that's directly towards the earth. Like, you can't, you can't draw it. You I can't know, do it. I can't draw it, but I can explain it. So say you've got something, this, this piece of tape, this tape's awesome, is your earth. You got a body that's whizzing right by. My finger's going by this tape above it you've got an attraction my finger goes by the tape but gets pulled towards it it's not close enough to smack into it but it kind of pulls into an orbit and as it's going around the pull is always towards the inside mm-hmm. but it's not strong enough to like bring it towards it all because together. of the initial orbit and because of the the path that it's on it's not strong enough to pull it all the way in. Wait, so why? Unless it is strong enough to pull it all the way in, you know, for things that come too close to the Earth and get caught on an orbit that spirals inwards and then... Wait, so how is the moon in orbit? How does it stay in orbit? The path of the moon is such... It's a stable orbit, such that it's never going to get close enough to get caught ah. in Earth's gravity well. So it's kind of like something spinning, like circling the drain. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Um, Without ever getting close enough to go down the drain. Okay. I don't know how we got here, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just saying that the force that makes planets go around, that makes the Earth orbit the sun, it's all gravity. It's all kind of the same thing. And you'd mentioned Newton being like one of the big guys behind gravity. He was also one of the. Uh, not the only person, but one of the first kind of cadre of folks who tied planetary orbits and the whole, you know, Earth is not the center of everything yeah. to 
gravity yeah. as a force. Like previously, these were two completely different things and both magic. <laughs> Good job, Newton. Good job, Newton. I wish you guys could hear the Newton episode that we did, but then it got all screwed up, but it was really <sighs> funny. Um, we're keeping on. <laughs> so there's one more stage of gravity to talk about, and that's actually the guy who came and kind of knocked Newton over a little bit. Who was that? Einstein. Okay, what about Einstein? So Einstein, his whole theory of uh, general relativity tied together space and time into this inseparable fabric that he called space-time, super creative. And the way that he kind of predicted gravity as working in space-time is massive objects sitting on, you know, picture a fabric, you know, like kind of a springy, stretchy nylon or something. You plop a marble on this thing and it kind of makes a depression. Mm -hmm. He says that's what gravity is, mass making a depression in the otherwise flat fabric of space-time. So you think about, you know, another marble, your, your comet, your whatever. You start it rolling on the fabric. If the fabric is completely flat, it's just going to keep rolling, right? If it rolls into a depression, head-on, it's just going to shunk right to the bottom. If it rolls into a depression, but like from the side, you get caught and kind of oh, circle the drain. It. And that's what he claimed gravity was. It made a very good model. You know, it made a really good anecdote. And there are ways of, of testing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we don't need to talk about the testing. All right. Okay. So we won't. Let's move on. Um, earlier you had mentioned things f- falling at the same rate. Yeah, I think I heard that on Mythbusters and or science class. Do you believe it? Yes. What if I have 10 pounds of bowling ball versus 10 pounds of feathers? Oh, I like, know this in like riddle. In a giant bag. I know this riddle. Which one falls faster? They both fall the same speed yes (laughs) (laughs) they're both 10 pounds it's true but isn't there like um what about 10 pounds of bowling ball versus you know a tenth of a pound of feather they're they're different weights are they gonna fall at the same speed yes okay because it's a constant force right isn't there like a thing called terminal velocity Two. Terminal velocity has to do with wind resistance. Oh, okay. Never mind. And that's the reason why, like, if you drop a feather, it'll kind of float down. Yeah. That's the reason why, like, a parachute works. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's not extremely intuitive, but things do fall at the same rate. Everything, regardless of mass. If you take wind velocity out of it, regardless of shape. In, like, a frictionless environment. Right. Yeah. Or in a vacuum. Yeah. You know, an environment without any air. So how, how much math do you want to explaining this? Like I, I can do it in like 15 seconds. You really think you can do it in 15 seconds? Yeah. You okay, hold on. Me? I'm going to hold on. All right. <laughs> I'm actually bringing my timer out here. I'm into this. Okay. Um, and math away. 
Okay, so the force of gravity between two objects is proportional to the mass of A times the mass of B, mass of B divided by the square of the distance between them. So if you take the whole F equals MA. It's 15 seconds. Acceleration. <laughs> you can keep going. Equals force divided by mass. Your force is your big mass times your, you know, your first mass times your second mass divided by radius squared divided by that second mass that's falling. That mass terms cancels out. In math terms, there is no mass dependence on acceleration. Boom. Well. If I hadn't tripped over my tongue a couple times, I might have been close. What was that, like 25 seconds? <laughs> no. Where was I? 40. Do you feel like you have any better grasp on math, or were you just paying attention to uh, your phone? The latter. <laughs> But I'll listen to the podcast and Today understand. Today we learned. Today I learned that Reed can't explain that thing in 15 seconds. And that even if I did, you weren't paying attention anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you said something about mass. Of course. <laughs> I'll listen to it on. So that tells me about what you've learned about gravity. I'll, I'll listen to it on the actual podcast and I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, sh so should I uh, ask you what you learned now or should we uh, take a cut and then... <laughs> no, I can, I, can, um, I can tell you what I've learned. Heard. Um, okay, let's see. Without getting into exactitudes. The gravity is a force. It controls orbits. Um, it de it's dependent on the mass of something. Um, the Earth is real big, and that's why our specific gravities don't fuck with it because it's so big in comparison. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more or less. <laughs> um, everything falls at the same speed. Mm-hmm. And Newton helped discover it, and Einstein did some other things. <laughs> Close enough. You know what? For a first episode, we'll take it. I think that's as good as we're going to get <laughs> at like 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. You know what? I'm satisfied. I'm really sorry for the quality of my responses. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll see what we can do in, uh, in the next episode, both in terms of explaining and paying attention. <laughs> and being caffeinated. <laughs> well, I'm caffeinated. I just I can't do math at 11:30 at night. Shrug. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. I'm I sorry. hope I didn't bore you guys as much as I bored Abby. <laughs> You're boring. <laughs> and with any luck, we'll catch you on another episode of Family Anti Matters. Bye. Bye.